My Little Town, always brought to you by St. Luke's University Health Network. i got to thank President Seipel and everyone over there. St. Luke's University Health Network has a great website at sluhn.org. Matt Cartwright is your U.S. congressperson representing Pennsylvania's 8th Congressional District, a post he's held now for about 10 years. He's on my show this morning to talk about the latest in the drive to return a passenger train through the Poconos. Good morning, Matt. Hey, uh, good morning, Gary. How are you doing? Very good. Thank you so much for calling in this morning. You've been gung-ho on this train now for quite some time. Give us the latest. What's going down? Yeah, you know, I've been working on it for 10 years. Uh, it, it's just, it was a, you know, it was a stretch goal, okay? A lot of politicians have come and gone and talked about how they're going to bring a train. I never said that, <laughs> but I just put my head down and I worked on it. And... Um, you know, it's amazing what you can accomplish when uh, uh, when you're stubborn and you and you give a project a lot of time. But uh, uh, lo and behold, along comes this um, uh, infrastructure bill, right. the bipartisan infrastructure law. And that when I found out uh, Senator Schumer was writing that in the Senate, I got a, an interview with him, uh, and we talked it over. And I got I, I got him to agree to put an extra two billion dollars into the new rail starts part of that bill, and he did it. And uh, now that doesn't mean we get that money, we, it, but it's more money to compete for, so it, our chances improve. Well, uh, when Josh Shapiro agreed to to support the project, and he promised me one hundred twenty-five million dollars. Uh, from Pennsylvania for matching share. 80% of this project is paid for by the federal government. That's the big attraction is we get a bargain on our train. And, uh, you know, other areas benefit from that, and why shouldn't ours? we got people in Stroudsburg, East Stroudsburg, Sailorsburg, Tannersville, Mount Pocono, uh, all over the place that, uh, that, that commute uh, frequently to greater metropolitan New York City. Uh, the demand is there. Uh, and, and to give them an, an option of a train, it, it just makes a world of difference. And the economic development that will flow from it, Amtrak itself is estimating $84 million a year in extra economic activity all along this new line. So that, you know, the, the, the benefit is so great, it made, it made the low chance of success worth the effort to me. All right. Yeah. So, so what's, what is the uh, timeline? Within about, with about, within about uh, two weeks now, we're going to get an announcement from the Federal Railroad Administration. That's where the money comes from. Right. About whether uh, we got accepted into the Corridor ID program. Um, and I'm telling you, uh, Gary, I feel very, very confident wow. uh, that, that we're well positioned to, to, to make this hurdle. And, and once we do... Uh, it's kind of all downhill from there because we've already done economic, we've already done environmental impact studies. Uh, my my partner in crime on this has been Larry Malski, and uh, he's the president of the Pennsylvania Northeast Regional Rail Authority. Larry and I traveled with uh, Amtrak Vice President Nicole Busich this summer, uh, pretty much the whole length of the new line. Uh, we were in East Stroudsburg, where we think the uh, the, the station is going to go. We were in uh, Mount Pocono, where we think the station is going to go. 
Uh, and a big piece of it is cutting down the travel time. People say, oh, it's going to take four hours. Well, no, it's not. Uh, by cutting down the number of stations, there'll be one in Scranton, Mount Pocono, East Stroudsburg. We're going to skip past Blairstown. We're going to oh. skip other stations. They were going to put a station in the Toby Hanna, but that made no sense. The more stations you have, the longer the trip is. Right. So cut down on the stations. You don't need two stations seven miles apart anyway between Mount Pocono and Toby Hanna. So we're looking at a travel time of about uh, two hours and 50 minutes from Scranton and from East Stroudsburg, uh, uh, well under two hours. So this would be an Amtrak train, correct? Mm-hmm. Would it go to Grand Central or would it go to what's now known as, as the Moynihan train hall? Probably Moynihan, but they uh, remember part of the infrastructure law is to build the uh, rebuild the twin tunnels into the uh, into Manhattan, and and that has to happen too. Oh. So we're you know we're looking at you know 2029, maybe 2028, uh, but it's you know there's a lot of construction that has to happen, and uh, it's going you know it's going to take time, and we we want to make sure it's done right because a lot of people in our area are going to benefit from it. Uh, land values will go up. We'll get uh, we'll get more economic development. You know, when uh, Amtrak has told us uh, when they put in new lines like this, office parks spring up and community, uh, you know, and residential developments and and, and factories. And, and so that, that's what we want. We want more jobs, better jobs, higher paying jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and and when you have that, the tax base enlarges. So that you get more uh, more money coming in, and and it's easier to support school districts and and highway projects and and all of the things that local government needs. So you are certain that the ridership will be there, correct? Oh, it'll be there, and and, and they've seen this before. They put in a new a line between Boston and Portland, Maine, and uh, they started off with three train three round trips a day. That's a, that's a run of about 90 miles. And three trips a day uh, soon turned into five trips a day, yeah. round trips a day. And then and now they're looking at a six round trip a day. So what happens is it's like a pump. And when you prime it, it starts working uh, and it, it feeds on itself. So this is going to be a wonderful shot in the arm for the entire economy of northeastern Pennsylvania. And the plan now, do I have this right, would call for three trains every day with a, as you're saying here, with a ride that's less than three hours. Does that sound right? Oh, yeah. And that's from Scranton. I mean, right. I'm Scranton, NYC. Folks that, I'm, I'm thinking about the folks in, in Monroe County that, uh, you know, they're, they're rolling out of bed at four o'clock in the morning <laughs> to either uh, drive or take the bus uh, to greater metropolitan New York city and to give them a, a chance to get on at East Stroudsburg or Mount Pocono. And it'll be, it'll be well under two hours from those places. It, it, the kind of the slow part is from Scranton to, uh, Mount Pocono because there's curves and there's, you know, inclines and stuff like that, but they can, that train speeds up when it hits the, you know, the kind of the low country and it uh, gets across the, uh, Gets across the river and, and goes flying. You know, one of the reasons we didn't put a we decided not to put a station at Blairstown is that's in the middle of a long straight stretch, and long straight stretches are what you want, and you want that interrupted because the train can get up to 120 miles an hour, 
and you make up a lot of time that way. Talking to Congressman Matt Cartwright this morning, what's the history of this train? This train did go through here, right? When did it close and why did it close? Do you know that? (laughs) Well, yeah, this is this is uh, this is reinventing an old old wheel right. in our area because uh, I mean the, the the reason we had train tracks around our area in the first place was so that uh, you know tourists from uh, Manhattan uh, could come and you know uh, drink in the country air uh, <laughs> and they would and you know you know uh, Pocono Manor has been there for you know better than a hundred years probably 120 years. Uh, you know, not there now, but it's uh, it, it, it's uh, they had these tourist destinations that they brought train loads full of paying customers from New York City to, uh, and 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 that's how all these wonderful resorts sprang up. You know, Pocono yeah. Manor, Sky Top, places like that, and it's because they had train service, um, and and a lot of a, a lot of the in, a lot of the economic development will happen. All along the same places. Look at Kalahari. Uh, you know, look at the the water park. Uh, we, we, uh, there's a lot of expansion that can go on there, and it's it's a good kind of expansion. It's going to lead to better paying jobs in our region. All right. Is the track in decent condition? Have you taken a look at that? Well, the track doesn't exist for about twenty four miles on oh. the New Jersey side. Oh. And it's it's funny how parochial people can get. You know, you had Pennsylvania legislators who were refusing to spend money to build track on the in New Jersey. <laughs> it's like but you're helping Pennsylvania people. I don't care. So so <laughs> it, it really it really helps that eighty percent of this money is coming from the federal government. And I'm here to tell you, uh, Gary, I see one of my central roles in Congress is to scrap for every federal dollar I can get for our area to make sure we get every penny of our fair share of federal dollars in northeastern Pennsylvania, because if I don't, it's going someplace else. It's going to Atlanta or Los Angeles or San Francisco or New York. You need somebody that that doesn't mind uh, rolling up uh, his or her sleeves and, and fighting for our fair share of the money. Very cool. All right. We're talking to Congressman Matt Cartwright this morning. I know you're the new co-chair of the House Military Depot Caucus, and you just reintroduced a locality locality pay equity act. Well, I want to talk about that right after the break. Matt Cartwright this morning on Poco 103. And my very special guest this morning, Congressman Matt Cartwright. Matt, talk to me about this House Military Depot Caucus. What's that all about? Uh, yeah, I was very proud to become a co-chair of that uh, this past year, and uh, I, 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 my co-chair is a Republican from U- Utah, Blake Moore, and and uh, uh, we work well together. He's got a bunch of federal installations in his district in Utah, uh, but it's about uh, sticking up for the, the local uh, depots, and of course we have Toby Hanna, which remains the largest employer in my district, northeastern Pennsylvania, yeah. and um it, and and the, and one of the things that we're doing in the depot caucus is, uh, and you mentioned it before about uh, pay disparity uh, at uh, at Toby Hanna. Uh, we've had this anomaly that's been going on for you know a, a generation about uh, how how you pay uh, wage earners versus salary earners, and they've got different maps. Okay, so if you think about it, the federal government has this quandary about 
when when you have a, a federal installation near a big city or in, in a great greater metropolitan area where it's more expensive to live and be housed and eat and all of that, they have to pay those workers more. Or they're not going to get anybody to work there. Huh. And, 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 and then in, in more rural areas where it doesn't cost quite as much to live, they can pay less. And that's what they do. So they have maps uh, talking about uh, urban areas versus uh, not urban areas. And, and the problem with Toby Hanna and uh, uh, several other depots in the country, um, there's about seven of them like that, where you have this mismatch between the maps of, of the of the salaried workers and the wage scale workers. Uh, so right now, the wage scale workers are getting rural pay versus what what the in other words they're getting like thirty percent less than people that are salaried uh, doing the same kind of work. It's 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 re- the, the big problem is it, it hurts morale. Yeah. I mean, if people people have been so upset about this and. I've been doing everything I can think of, and so is Bob Casey, by the way. And Bob Casey and I uh, just reintroduced this locality pay legislation that uh, it's it's uh, it's called the Locality Pay Equity Act, and it's to put an end to this persistent wage disparity at Toby Hanna uh, and also uh, Letterkenny Army Depot uh, further into Pennsylvania by requiring the uh, the U.S. Office of Personnel management, OPM, uh, to treat all employees working at the same locations equally. Uh, and we've been, we've been introducing this for a number of Congresses now, and, and uh, becoming co-chair of the Depot Caucus, I think, is going to give me a little extra leverage to, to gin up more support in Congress. You know, you, you need 218 votes in the House to pass anything, and Um, You know, sometimes it can take a while to get people interested. So you've got an antiquated rule here that needs to be modernized, and you got to cut through the red tape. That's what it's all about, huh? And it's disappointing. I thought I had the Obama administration talked into it. They actually set up an advisory panel, and um, uh, uh, we testified in front of that panel. It was in 2016, uh, Obama's last year. And, and guess what? We won uh, three to two uh, at that advisory panel. They voted to equalize the districts uh, and, and the maps, and, and uh, uh, the Obama administration uh, declined to, uh, to put that in effect. Huh. I, I never really understood why, um, but it's a mistake, okay, because yeah. a, a motivated workforce is one that is happy. You know, if you've got good morale, they're productive people. And I've always, I've been, I was an employer for 25 years. And, you, you know, if you don't treat your people right, they're not going to perform for you. Uh, and, and that's, I mean, it's, it's something that ought to sell itself. But um, it, it, it's been an uphill climb. And uh, uh, Bob Casey and I are, are, are still fighting that fight because we care about the wage earners at Toby Hanna. All right, gotcha. Hey, i got to ask you this. Have you been following this expansion of I-80 through Stroudsburg? Where do you stand on this? Is it a done deal, or is PennDOT still open to making uh, adjustments to the plan? What do you got on that? It, it sounds like a done deal. And, mm. then, you know, this it, is it, all a PennDOT thing, and, Boy, things things at PennDOT have you know have always take, highway projects of this this level this this magnitude uh, take decades to put together and and um, 
that it's an open question whether the the momentum is so much now that the, you can't you know we can't turn that ship. Right. Um, but um, and, and for the long, longest time, I was like, "What can't we take that money and use it for a rail project?" <laughs> and uh, and that's that's not the way it works in government. You know, I I, I never was in government before uh, 2013, and. Uh, what you find out is that the the money is allocated to certain pots, even with the, within the Department of Transportation. And this is in the highway pot, this money, and you can't take it out of the highway pot and put it into the rail pot. Uh, and that was a, a disappointment for me to find out. Um, but I, we're we're monitoring this closely, and if there's if there's going to be an, a, a way to, uh, to to turn this ship. Um, uh, you know, we're going to be help. We're going to be helping do it because uh, you know I've talked to Tara Probst about this quite a bit, and yeah. uh, she she's beside herself. She is livid about what this is going to do to you know downtown Stroudsburg and the businesses there, and and the access to businesses, uh, it uh, and the the traffic flow while they do it. Um, uh, and I don't blame her. Yeah, she had a great town hall a few weeks ago, and the turnout here was just terrific at Strasburg High School. A lot of people concerned about this, Matt. Oh, and nobody more than Representative Tara Probst, and, and she is uh, she's doing a good job uh, raising a ruckus in Harrisburg over it right now. Yeah. All right, well, this is good news about the train, and you're saying now the big news this morning, my scoop from Congressman Cartwright, is that you, we're going to get an announcement from the Federal Train Bureau. Is Is, is that what that's called? It's the Federal Railroad Administration, FRA, and uh, I feel very confident at this point that the news will be good and it will come right around Christmas. And then you've got construction to do, right? You've got to build these train stations again in East Stroudsburg, and do you have to build one in Pocono Manor? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. Huh. Uh, and and even even in Scranton, they're going to have to expand the intermodal center there, but it's... uh, yeah, a lot of construction. The first thing you have to do, as I mentioned, these projects, there's so much engineering work. Yeah. I mean, there, there have been preliminary cost estimates, there have been environmental impact studies, there have been ridership studies, but the engineering work, and you asked me before, I didn't answer your question about uh, what, you know, what the rail condition is, that we have to build 24 miles of new rail on the Jersey side, and we have to upgrade the Pennsylvania side rails are already there, but they're running freight freight trains, and you have higher standards for passenger rail. So we have to upgrade the uh, we have to upgrade the Pennsylvania side rails, and we have to put in new signaling systems. We're going to put in about forty three thousand new railroad ties on the Pennsylvania side. Uh, so so there, there's a lot of work to be done. So it won't go as fast as the Acela, but it will still get you from Scranton to New York City in what about two and a half hours? No, two hours and 49, two hours and 50 minutes from Scranton. But from uh, Pocono, obviously from Mount Pocono and East Stroudsburg, it'll be a lot lot quicker trip. Well, that's very exciting. It's very exciting. And you're saying perhaps 2029, 2028, we can see this train come back. That's what I'm looking at, yeah. All right. Congressman Cartwright, always uh, always great to talk to you. Are you voting on George Santos today or tomorrow? When is, what's going on with that? i got to ask you that. What's going on with that? Above my pay grade, <laughs> our speaker, Mike Johnson, what he wants to do with that. All right. Great to speak with you, sir. Have a great day, Congressman. Thanks for calling in this morning. Always a pleasure, Gary. See you. Thank you. Congressman Matt Cartwright.
on Poco 103, My Little Town, always brought to you with the help of St. Luke's University Health Network. They're online at sluhn.org. Looks like a train is coming. Matt is gung-ho. I'll take the one after 909.